how do you feel about your tight ends group after losing? It, it, it should be uh, official this morning. Um, I'm pretty excited about bringing a young man in like that who's got some uh, some 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 playing experience. You know, uh, it's a young group of, of wide receivers we have, and you know, anytime we get an opportunity to bring a player and has had success, uh, we're excited about it. I feel good about the tight ends. I do. I think um, you know. Obviously, once um, once we get um, Logan through the uh, the protocol, uh, we'll be okay. Hey, coach, uh, you've had the rookies in about ten days now. I think um, I'm just curious, kind of first impressions on Sadiq Charles specifically. Um, Sadiq looked good. Uh, big, athletic, strong. Um, a young guy, raw. A lot of talent. I think he's a guy that, as he goes through the process, is going to um, is going to build confidence. And I think that's one of the things too is you got to learn the language, and that's probably the thing that slows most rookies down from getting onto the field quickly. But if Sadiq can learn the language, understand the techniques that we're teaching, and uh, and 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 be able to take both those things and and mesh them together, uh, I think we might have a pretty good football player. Although I'm I'm real curious and interested to watch uh, Huron Christensen. I, I think it, it Christensen. Excuse me. I think he's a a, a very athletic guy who's gotten some opportunities and taken advantage of it. So I, I think we're going to have a, a real good battle at left tackle. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch that. How much does no offseason hurt a rookie, particularly an offensive lineman? <sighs> well, it depends on, 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 on what they did in the offseason. You know, um, this is the second time I've, I've been through something uh, when, when you don't have an offseason with your players. And um, the first time it was, uh, it was with a quarterback, though, a little bit different. But, uh, you know, that, that guy spent a lot of time uh, with quarterback coaches, did a lot, spent a lot of time uh, with the people down at IMG uh, getting himself ready. So I know Sadiq spent a lot of time in the offseason working his technique. Um, you know, I believe he, he went out and sought the, uh, the help of a, a former player. I, 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 somebody had told me who it was. I, I can't remember. But um, so he, he had a pretty constructive offseason. He, he did a lot of positive things in terms of giving himself a chance. But again, I think the biggest thing, more so than anything else, is, is really just learning the language. And let's don't forget, we we Zoom met with those guys, um, you know, every day, uh, four times a week uh, during the off season. Um, you know, during what typically would have been your OTAs and mini camps. Um, and plus, being a rookie, he got to do the extra time as well with the with uh, with our coaches. Thank you. Good morning, Ron. And speaking with the offensive line, obviously the left tackle and left guard spots are wide open in terms of the competition, but do you see there being competition anywhere else on the offensive line? You said that there'll be competition just because you guys want to see whoever will be the best player there. Um, just do you feel like there could be competition elsewhere on the offensive line where it's not obvious? You know, that's a tough one because I really do like our, our, our other three positions. I think our center guard tackle situation is, is very strong coming into this, um, but they still got to compete. You know, somebody could come out of the woodwork and, and, and really push those guys, but you know, that, that's a very strong position, uh, the, the center to the right side of our, of our offensive line. So, you know, we're, we're, pretty, um, we're pretty excited about seeing that group come together. You know, again, the big questions being the left tackle and, and left guard around. I, I think that's a great question in terms of is there going to be the type of competition that, that you see on the left side, on the right side? Um, I'm hard-pressed to believe it because I really do like those three guys uh, that I mentioned, the center guard tackle situation. Thank you, Ron. You're welcome. Hey, Ron, I'm curious with tackling, how do you plan to handle that in training camp compared to years past, and what might the impact be in the first couple weeks of the season? Well, you know, one of the things that, that we're, we're going to look at doing is, you know, some some tackling circuits on the defensive side, some some stations in terms of 
of where they can practice their techniques. You don't necessarily have to practice it at full speed. This is one of the things that we went through when I was in Carolina um, was that, um, you know, going into my uh, – actually halfway through my, my first season, one of the things that was very evident was we weren't attacking as well as we needed to. And Sean McDermott, who's now up in Buffalo as the head coach, he came with his great ideas, you know, ha- having a tackling circuit. Why don't we, you know, do these stations where these guys work on their different techniques for tackling? And uh, so, again, you know, working on, on the technique of tackling so guys understand how to form it up, how to fit it up, and, and, and how to, you know, make a tackle, I think is important because you're not really going to be able to simulate as much, as much live action as you would like to. And again, you're right. They're not going to get the four, you know, preseason games where they can really work on the tackling. So it's something that you, you've got to be really good about. You've got to really work on their technique and their, their ability to tackle in terms of whenever you do have a live period, um, you know, you've, you've got to give these guys the opportunity. And then finally, I'm curious how Alex Smith has been looking throughout this early process um, for, for you guys. Um, he, he's looked good. He really has, you know, um, uh, I'll be honest. I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see how far along he is. Um, it was, uh, it's been exciting to watch his, his, his progression. You know, he's, he's working off to the side with the trainers. He's trying to mirror all the activity that the, uh, that, that the other quarterbacks are doing with, um, with, with Kenny and, and, uh, and Scott Turner. And, you know, they get a chance, you know, he gets a chance to, to work on all those techniques and, and he's looked very fluid. He really has. And, um, you know, and as a tribute to who he is, a tribute to his 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 uh, his trainers and his doctors that have helped him get to where he is today. Thank you. Hi, Ron. Uh, we saw Doug Peterson get coronavirus earlier this week, and the Eagles kind of had to um, shuffle some things up just from a logistical standpoint. I guess do you guys have a contingency plan in place if one of your coaches uh, gets coronavirus? Would the assistants move up a spot? Like, how, how do you? Yeah, guys we we we've talked about that um, as far as those things are concerned, and. You know, the big re- big thing is, to, is is somebody will move up in terms of those. You know, we, we were fortunate, um, as in today's game, pretty much every position has a position assistant. Um, and they're younger coaches that, that have come in and, and are getting opportunities to learn and develop their craft. Um, you know, and, and, and what may happen is, depending on who gets hurt or who gets sick, excuse me, that person in that a position assistant will elevate. But, you know, you'll have the coordinator there a little bit more than usual. Um, I'll be there a little bit more than usual. Um, and some of the other, other position coaches uh, that are around them can help out as well. So, um, you know, it's something that we talked about, uh, I think about two weeks ago. And, and, you know, when we first got back as to, you know, how do we want to handle this? And the big thing just being is, Hey, we got young guys in position and, you know, they, they have to understand and they have to realize and recognize that, you know, their opportunity could come at any time, no different than a player. You know, when, when, a, if, a, if a starter gets hurt, you know, the, uh, or can't play the, uh, the backup has to be ready to go. And, and, and in this case, the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then for the opt-out uh, deadline, you know, there's a lot of focus on it's this week. But I guess as a coach, what does it do for you to have that deadline? Is it helpful to know kind of who's going to be there, who's not? Or what? Yeah, it is. Because, again, you know, this is a very serious situation. And and from what I've seen, the guys that have all op- opted out and you listen to their reasoning, it, it all makes sense. And, and you know, and, and who am I to judge whether another guy should or shouldn't? You know, so, you know, I, I actually have talked to one of our players who did opt out. And, um, you know, he was, it was very heartfelt. We had a great discussion and, 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 you know, and I told him I respect his decision. And so he, um, you know, he made his own decision based on himself and his family. And to me, that's important when you make those types of decisions. Thank you. Hey, Ron, just to back up on Alex a little bit, I, do you feel like what you've seen to him so far that you can, you can maybe envision him being part of this quarterback competition in camp or is that 
too far away for that to happen. No, I, I, I can envision it. And I, and I said, you know, the big thing is, is if, if he, you know, can do the things that we need him to do that, that he needs to do to help himself on the football field, um, you know, he'll be part of the, he'll be part of the uh, conversation most, most, most definitely. I mean, he's, he's did some really good things last week. He went through all four, uh, all four workout days, um, had no residual effect the next morning. You know, which is always important because you know the next day usually tells, and and he comes out and he's just he's just raring to go. So we'll see how he is this week, and 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 we'll go from there. Is there ever a point where it becomes maybe a problem, like it's too late in camp, and then it becomes a kind of, you bring a competition in? Is there a drop dead point, or do you look at it that way? No, I really haven't thought about a drop dead point, mostly because he's a veteran. He's a very smart quarterback. Um, bright individual, and and be honest with you, I probably probably believe he already knows probably seventy five percent of our of our of our playbook. He's so for him, it's really just a matter of you know, can he do the movements he needs to do? Can he protect him when he's protect himself when he's on the field more so than anything else? I mean, again, you know, because remember, he's going to have to hand the ball off. He's going to have to drop back into the pocket, throw the ball. He's going to have to escape, and we have to make sure he can do those things and protect himself as he plays. Thanks. Hmm. Sam, are you there? Ben, you're up. Okay. Uh, thanks, Ron. Um, with, with regards to, to Brandon Sheriff, um, earlier in the year when, when we were talking about some other players with regards to extensions, you said um, that you know, as a new coach, you wanted to get to know these guys and have a chance to be, with, be around them in person to get a feel before you committed to them long term. Obviously, the pandemic took away that opportunity. But I'm wondering how much did that factor into the fact that Brandon Scherf didn't get a contract extension, and how do you sort of how do you feel about the fact that the old guys ultimately could not get, uh, could not get one with them? Well, I, I think as we get to know him more and more, you know, it, it it really is one of those things where you you know you you feel more and more comfortable with a guy like that and and making a kind of commitment. You know, he's he's been uh, great. You know, he, he's been here a little over a week. Um, you know, we've interacted with him uh, on Zoom. Um, on the off season, uh, now we got a chance to watch him work out, and he's been darn darn good. He really has. He's he's, he's been as good as advertised. You know, one of the things that we talk about is is who these guys are, and as we've gotten to know Brandon, I've gotten to know him. I, I've been impressed so far, and you know, it's one of those things that you know, again, going into to, to the off season, who knows? You know, we'll see what happens um, during the season. But he is somebody that uh, you know that that has been as good as advertised so far. And just curious, you mentioned that you think Alex probably has about seventy-five percent of the of the playbook down, give or take. I'm presuming Kyle Allen's way up there based on his experience. What, yes. what do you What do you think? Having where you guys right on camp, where Dwayne is right now, uh, in that? Well, I think I don't think Dwayne's very far behind. I really don't. He's done a great job of studying, preparing, getting himself ready for this, and you know he's he's been great. You know he's he's been on the field uh, doing the things that we've asked of him. Um, he's he's done the extra stuff that that uh, he and I talked about in the offseason. I mean he's. He's done the things that I think puts him right there uh, where he needs to be at this, at this junction of, uh, of, um, of where we are in our training, um, you know, having only been able to do Zoom and now we only had four days of work on the field. Um, I think he's done, he's, he's done a job uh, that uh, I think deserves recognition. So I appreciate you asking about that. Morning, Ron. You've, you've long been a proponent of playing your younger guys and your draft picks kind of right away. Do you think this offseason could maybe force you to adjust that stance at least early just because you haven't had as much time with some of the inexperienced players? 
Not necessarily. Um, you know, again, because it really just depends on how the players react and handle the situation they're in, the circum their circumstances. You know, um, it's going to be real interesting to watch how they develop and grow. Right now, you know, I kind of told our coaches the other day when we had a meeting that we're really in the OTA phases right now. I mean, if you look at the way that we're allowed to work out with these players, we're basically in phase one. We're going to be starting phase two shortly and then really getting into phase three, which is really just before we start with pads. So we're going to have a good, you know, probably a good two and a half weeks of, of work um, that I feel simulate the OTA process, which I think is good because it you know gives us an opportunity to work on the base fundamentals of the very basics of what they need to know. And then once we put the pads on, you know, then we'll start to see where these guys are. I, 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 I'm not going to sell any of our, our rookies short. I, I think some of them, you know, have come out and done the things that we've expected them to do. They've caught our eye. They've caught our attention. Um, you know, and now the big thing will be, you know, how do they handle um, the rest of it? Because one thing that always does seem to happen once you get a training camp is probably two-thirds of the way you start to see the overwhelming effect of all the, all the material that you've given them, all the techniques you've tried to teach them. Um, if fatigue starts to set in and um, now it becomes the mental game of pushing themselves through, it, 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 I think it's going to change. I, I do like the way the ramp up period is again, going through these phases and kind of just simulating the growth. You know, we're, like I said, we're pretty much in a phase one type of program. We'll be into a phase two. And each time it's just another step, another step as we gradually go forward um, towards, uh, towards determining who our team's going to be as we get into the, to, to the first regular season game. And how do you avoid uh, Antonio Gibson specifically being overwhelmed when he's working between two positions? We heard Randy Jordan say he's doing running back drills, receiver drills, kind of going back and forth between meetings. How do you manage his workload specifically? Well, I think the big thing is because what, what he'll be working on will be uh, specific things for him. And uh, as opposed to, um, you know, trying to give him the entire volume of everything he needs to know, because, you know, when he comes in, he'll have specific things that he does. Uh, whether he's getting the ball, whether he's a decoy or what, you know, so it'll be as if he's just learning, you know, the things that he needs to know, and then we'll grow him the rest of the way from there. Because, you know, you, you can get into a situation with a guy that's going to play multi-positions for you, and it can become overwhelming. And, um, you know, I, I, secondly, though, is he's a very bright young man. He really is. And and, and so I think learning is not going to be his, his, his problem as just much as just understanding and, and, and getting a feel for the, uh, for the pro game as opposed to the college game. Thank you. Two more. Uh, Ron, a lot of teams are saying that they're not going to have fans at the game that games this year. I'm just wondering how you get your players ready or, or do you approach it any differently when, when you're going to play these games in front of an empty stadium? No, not necessarily just because of the fact that, you know, you're going to, you, that's how you practice. You know, that's how it's always been, you know, so, um, that's kind of the different thing about going from the stadium to the, I mean, from the practice field to the stadium is, you know, the, the practice field is, you know, is, 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 is pretty much remote. It's, it's away from everybody. It's away from everything. You get to the stadium and then there's that, 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 that excitement factor that, that does kind of ramp it up. Um, it's really going to be about how the players handle it uh, more. So I think than than the way we do, I, I just feel comfortable and knowing that, you know, everybody's going to be in the same situation. Hey, Ron, good morning. Um, wanted to ask you specifically about Ronald Darby. Um, just what I was able to kind of watch last last year, it, it seemed like he was right in good position there, but just maybe wasn't able to completely close out. Do you think 
even more removed from all of his injuries in Philadelphia, that he's like right back at that area where he maybe was at one point earlier in his career in Buffalo in terms of the ability to kind of close out on some of those 50-50 balls? You know, the one thing about watching Ronald, we had an opportunity to watch tape on him, and it is I like his explosiveness in terms of, of trying to make plays. He's got good quickness, good speed. You know, he, he, he does play with his eyes in the backfield on occasion, which gets him in a little bit of trouble. And, you know, as you look at it, some of his things go back to really just playing the technique a little bit better, being a little bit more disciplined. I don't think his skill set is, has, has worn any. I just think, again, it's, I, I think it comes back to just trying to be a little bit more disciplined and making the plays that are there as opposed to trying to force certain things to happen. I think that's got him in trouble a couple of times. You know, he, he's, he, again, like I said, I don't see any deterioration in his skill set. Um, and I, I just think that this is a, a veteran guy that knows how to do things but has to understand how to do them within the framework of what we're trying to teach him. I think he has a chance to, 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 to be a solid football player and be the guy that can help us.